Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Foreigners Journals podcast. My name is Caroline. Uh, today is the 17th of September 2021. And here in Germany, there are excitements about the upcoming elections. They're supposed to take place on the 26th of September 2021. Um, the situation in Germany is currently concerning Corona is currently um, kind of, I don't know if, if I can say relaxed, but... Um, Uh, the, uh, almost 63% of the population is um, inoculated, which can, um, which means that the shops are open and uh, fitness studios are open. And um, the struggle now for the government and is just to how to how to get as many people as possible to get their vaccine, and that is proving to be very very difficult. So yeah, so that's the current uh, challenge with Corona. I think um, that. Uh, I mean, there, there are discussions about whether to have um, like 2G rules. 2G rules is um, 2G or 3G rules. 3G rules are basically um, genesin, like someone who's um, who's been infected before and now is is um, healed. And um, and uh, geimped is someone who's been vaccinated and then get tested is someone who's been tested, you know, to only kind of strictly... Um, Follow these rules when, um, like, going to the restaurant or going to any place where you get to meet other people. You know, so that is that is the whole discussion. And in um, Germany, the discussion is whether this is most places. Also, my state, they are all trying to figure out how to um, provide a, a legal, um, like, a legal mandate for something like that because. Um, that is just not there. There's no legal basis for demanding all this from people. So, um, so the whole corona situation is still just, yeah, it's as much drama as possible. But the purpose of this um, podcast episode is actually to talk about the upcoming German elections. Um, as I've said before, I was born and brought up in Kenya. So uh, even though I can now vote in Germany, I basically, my, my home country, uh, I was born in Kenya. So I do follow um, political the political discussions in, in both countries. I think that happens a lot if you have if you basically uh, live in a different country and have roots in, in, a, in a different country, then it's kind of logical that you try to follow everything. So I thought to um, explain a bit about the differences in, um, uh, in the elections, the different ways that elections in Germany and um, And Kenya differ because I think they differ a lot. They differ. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there are of course some similarities, but I think I just want to explain a bit some things that I think are very very different in Germany. And one of the first things that one of the first thing that is very very different is that Germany is a system that uh, like they have a, the head of government in Germany is the chancellor. Currently, the chancellor is Angela Merkel. And she's been the chancellor for the past 16 years, you know, so this is her 16th year. And uh, in Kenya, normally um, there's a limit to how long you can be, um, 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 like, to be head of government. So Kenya has a constitution where you can only be gov uh, the, the president for two for two terms. So you can only be the president for, um, like, uh, eight years, you know. So um, Kenya does not have a chancellor. Kenya has... Um, um, president who is relatively powerful who is actually really really powerful you know so um that's another difference and the other difference is that um germany has um 
like the federal states. So for example, I live in the federal state of Baden-Württemberg and we have a, a green prime minister and uh, we basically have our own government, you know, and these are not just like pseudo governments, you know, they are really well-functioning governments that um, make decisions for the, the, their, their federal states, you know. And there's, for example, Bavaria, and they also have their own prime minister who also basically runs their own mini government. And then there's, um, there's uh, Rheinland-Pfalz, and then, so there are, diff there are 16 different federal states, you know, and these are all very, very powerful units with their own prime ministers, you know. So Angela Merkel, even though Angela Merkel is the head of the, of, of the German government, there are still all these powerful, very, very powerful prime ministers for the different federal states, you know. Kenya has um, county governors. There are also governors in Kenya, which are kind of regional governments. And um, this is a relatively new thing in Kenya. So um, it's, yeah, they're also supposed to have their own parliaments and uh, it's just not yet well established, you know. So power in Kenya tends to be um, to be at the top, you know. The presidency in Kenya has a lot of powers, you know, and they basically can uh, do whatever they want, which they, uh, they most of the time do anyway, yeah. Um, regarding elections, I want to talk about the cost of elections. Elections in Kenya are a very, very, very expensive affair, you know. So um, if you look at the figures that the, um, the Electoral Commission in Kenya talks about, it's just incredible, you know. Um, in Germany, people I know, um, I, I have I know people who kind of uh, are just volunteers for elections. You know, like when the elections are done, they volunteer to go and count. You know, to just do clerical work for during elections. You know, this could be teachers, it could be students, but this is somehow the motivation is not monetary. You know, it's nothing to do with um, trying to um, to get money or to be famous and stuff. And so. I don't even know who the um, equivalent of the electoral commission in Germany would be. You know, it's just not. It's just um, there's so much integrity in the electoral process that no one thinks to um, like the kind of drama that you have, um, like compared to Kenya, where you have this electoral commission, who are basically their own small gods who can basically. Um, yeah, decide to announce whatever they want to announce. They can decide to announce whatever winner that has happened in the past, where they basically are held at um, gunpoint and they are made to announce uh, um, results uh, or to declare someone a winner, even though it's not, not not yet clear, you know, what exactly is going on. So there's nothing like that in Germany. And uh, for that, I really think that Germans should count themselves lucky that the elections are not um, mad in so much drama. The other thing that I want to talk about, to talk about is uh, violence. Um, Kenyan elections, because the presidency has so much powers, usually also um, means that um, it's it's fought to the nail. You know, people like uh, do like try to do everything to get political power. Because if you don't have political power, then it often means that you are really massively disadvantaged. You know, so. Um, the president and these people, they kind of have access to state resources and they can basically just distribute it to their, to their friends and their tribesmen and the people they know, you know. So the result of this is that the, um, the fight for the elections is so intense. It's so, it's mad with so much violence, you know. It's really, um, every year in Kenya, um, there's so many people are killed, you know, because of that, during elections, you know, because it's this do or die um, mentality, you know. Um, 
so far in Germany, I, I don't know, I've not seen that. I've not seen that kind of violence. And um, I just, yeah, in that sense, that is also something that Germans should count themselves lucky to escape because it's really, really bad to um, make elections into a do or die thing, yeah. The other thing that I want to talk about is the tribe that I think is very different in Germany and uh, Kenya is the tribe. So um, in Kenya, Kenya has 42, 42, over 40 different tribes, in your, and these are tribes that speak different languages, often with very different cultures and very different traditions. And basically they are in one this one country, which is kind of an artificial construct of a country called Kenya. Um, there is very intense rivalry amongst the tribes. And um, what happens is that during elections, the tribes kind of band together, you know. Um, political parties in Kenya are less to do with uh, ideologies of what some, or what someone believes or, um, or fights for, and, and more to do with the tribe, you know. So people kind of elect... Um, elect uh, um, specific people because they belong to their tribes. So, for example, uh, in Kenya, um, Uhuru Kenyatta, the kind of president is a Kikuyu, and he's then elected by his fellow Kikuyus, and um, they gang up, of course, with other tribes. Like, um, for example, the current um, he, the, the current vice president is called uh, uh, William Ruto, and he is uh, Kalenjin, you know, and so they banded together and kind of um, to win the presidency and basically um, rule the rest of the tribes. And the, the uh, opposition leader um, was um, the, the, the opponent of, um, of uh, Uhuru Kenyatta was Raila Odinga and he's a Luo. So he is also supported by his own, like the Luo tribe and then all the others who kind of uh, uh, are against uh, or, have, or have been excluded from the other coalition, you know. But the... Um, the primary, um, the, the factor that keeps them together, the, the different uh, people together, or make people vote for specific parties, is often less to do with um, with ideologies or beliefs and more to do with the tribe, you know. So a tribe is a very, very important thing in Kenyan politics, you know, or Kenyan elections. In contrast, um, I think Germany, in Germany, it's less of that. I think in Germany, there's really quite a focus on, on the issues. You know, the Green Party in, in, in Germany is very strong, or the Social Democrats and um, or Angela Merkel's Conservative Party, the, the, the Christian Democrats, you know. And they, send, they tend to have like ideologies, like well-articulated ideology, ideologies, and people who elect them are kind of, um, kind of believe in their ideologies. But I still think that there's a tribe factor because I think, like, for example, uh, in Germany, there's a party called the CSU. CSU is a sister party of the, of, the, of the Christian Democrats, and this party is only in Bavaria. And they, um, um, basically, it's the party, the governing party in Bavaria. And um, I, I think, like, the... Um, the the um, their current prime minister Soda wanted to become the candidate for the whole of um, the whole of Germany, you know, like to be put as a candidate for the for the for the um, the conservatives, this uh, Angela Merkel's party, you know. And I read articles about how um, this opposition to people from Bayern, you know, like people from Bavaria, because like these articles about yeah, but we can't let a Bavarian 
we can't have a Bavarian candidate, you know. So, so there's there's a bit of tribalism, I think, in that sense. But I think that it's largely um, elections in in Germany are largely um, driven by like issues, you know, like people are fighting for the Greens are fighting for um, climate issues. The social democrats try to fight for um, social as a socially more inclusive society. The um, the conservatives try to follow conservative agenda, you know. So, uh, what also this means is that um, no, this brings me to the next point. Uh, the political parties in Germany um, that participate in elections, um, there, there are lots of parties, but there are parties that are pretty well established, you know. So um, no one's going to just come up with a new party like, okay, now we have, a, I'm just going to register a new party. You know, In Kenya, it happens quite often that every election you have a whole set of new parties, you know, which is kind of hilarious, <laughs> but um, it shows just how... Um, it's completely different mentality, you know, like people just, um, a, a party is not something, it's, it's more a vehicle to bring you to the destination more than more than anything. Um, it's not that you believe in whatever it is, you know, there's so many briefcase parties in Kenya and um, it's really, they're basically used as, uh, as vehicles to bring you po political power and not much else. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, intimidation and use of state resources in elections. So, um, so currently in Germany, there's a scandal about the the, the conservatives sending um, law enforcement officers to investigate the um, to, to to the financial to the Minister of Finance that's headed by Olaf Scholz, who is the Social Democrat candidate who's currently leading. You know, and um, basically. Uh, there's an uproar because people feel like it's uh, like using um, like using the state to intimidate, you know, like to uh, to intimidate a potential um, a potential loss to a, 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 a whatever uh, an opponent and uh, kind of stop a potential loss of power by the conservatives, you know. Now I think that in Kenya, this is really really pretty normal if you um if you look like you are going to um to if you change the if you challenge the status quo and look like you might have a chance to uh win uh against um the incumbent then most of the time you experience a lot of violence you know and this you could see in for example the previous years when you had um uh Raila Odinga the opposition party that like like um, the intimidation and just the harassment of the um, of, of him and his people were always like yeah part of that is just normal uh, uh, campaign business in Kenya you know and uh, I don't know I think in this case uh, in Germany I think the difference is that there's quite an uproar people are really disappointed about this act by by sitting, by the the conservatives and in Kenya it's kind of just accepted that it's just part of normal day-to-day um, -day political business. So, yeah, so that's the other thing. Uh, bribery is a huge, huge thing in Kenya. In, if you are buying for office, uh, yesterday a friend of mine sent me um, some text that was really hilarious, you know, and it was basically, um, it, it basically showed how the general public, like the ordinary people react in Kenya if you are a candidate and if you're not willing to... Um, to um if you're not willing to bribe and one of the things that i was really amused about but also thought was tragic was um so this is in swahili um so 
the statement was uyu atanguka subui like and the translation the rough translation is something like this one will lose by morning you know like the, you have no chance you know and basically it means that you're not willing to bribe the voters and you basically have no chance you know and i think that this is a very very um big part of elections in kenya you know people often um the general public don't see the politicians until when they are when when there are elections and when there are elections they come and try to bribe you know and they try to do all kinds of things to make sure that they stay on in power you know so i think for most people there's a bit of cynicism that has uh, crept in and people just think okay if they are, if you're not going to to see them the whole time then we could just as well just take the money and just move on you know and that happens a lot in kenya so bribery is a big thing in kenyan politics i think in um in in german in german elections i think it's not so rampant yeah uh the other thing that uh the other difference is that about elections in germany and kenya is that elections in Ken- in um elections in germany are always held on a sunday you know so uh they don't they never hold elections just on some random days you know and in kenya um the the constitution it's also sti- it's stipulated in the constitution that um a general election um is held on the second tuesday in august in every fifth year you know so um so it means for example that the next general election for kenya is scheduled for 9th august 2022 you know so um and i think and that is on a i think it's a yeah so on a tuesday you know so um yeah so unlike in germany where elections are always on a sunday they have elections like uh, every um second tuesday uh in august every fifth in every fifth year you know yeah so um it's difficult to um compare elections in in uh in Kenya and Germany and at, in Kenya rigging is really um election rigging is really a sport that is something that is really really rampant and um people it's just i think in a way it's under, it's understandable i think it's also a bit because of the structure of government if you have a a structure of government in which the presidency has so much powers and all the resources are at the top and they have power to decide how the resources are used then i think it's understandable that um that it becomes a do or die uh, thing you know this is just not the case in germany so and i think that helps the, with the, that that lessens the pressure of people feeling like they have to win the elections you know so um I think that that is probably um the biggest difference but election rigging is really really kind of um it's more um it's more the rule than the exception you know I think in Germany uh, apart from the complete right wing parties who claim who are already claiming that elections will be rigged and that people when people send in um um so Yeah so like i said um it's difficult i think the the, the german elections there's there's a lot of in- integrity in the elections and people just don't um try to um so what did i want to say so uh, election rigging rigging in kenya is kind of a sport you know and in germany i think i would say that it's it happens less there's a general belief and trust in the election process and um people who uh, the, the right wingers who kind of uh, a kind of trumpists try to um 
talk about uh, election rigging and stuff, but no one takes it seriously. So that is, um, yeah, that one just does not work, you know. So election rigging is really not a thing in Germany. It's very, very, it's just not as rampant, you know, and it's just people trust the election. And I think that when it comes to elections, it's also about how people feel about the elections, election process. And majority of Germans, I think, trust the election process, electoral process, and they usually um, then there are not so many uh, people fighting to or claiming that elections were rigged. You know that is just that just doesn't happen much. You know when I compare German elections in general, when I compare German elections and Kenyan elections, I feel like um, there's a lot of there are lots of things that the Kenyan uh, that we Kenyans can learn from the German elections in the way that they are. Um, the way they, they manage to remove emotions to a large extent from elections and the way lots of people, majority of people just kind of try to look at the issues and try to look at what really works for them, you know. So, yeah. So that is a good thing. And um, talking about the upcoming elections, um, they've been, um, the votes, you can now vote basically, you can vote per, like per mail, you know, I already did that, you know. And um, my personal hope is that um, that there's a more progressive um, uh, government that is going to come. I think Angela Merkel did a good job for the time that she's been the chancellor. I mean, even though she's a conservative, I think many Germans were very, very, um, were very satisfied with the work that she did. She, um, as a person, I think lots of people I, uh, were appreciative of her level of integrity. You know, she was uh, someone who lots of people, even when they didn't agree with her politically, and I think um, um, as someone who is not necessarily who is not necessarily uh, uh, conservative in the traditional sense, I can also say that I really liked her. You know, I think and I have a lot of respect for her, and I just hope that. Um, Germany now, I think, just also when you look at the climate change and uh, and all the issues that are the challenging issues that are all coming along. I just hope that they that people elect a government that is progressive and that's willing to um, maybe make some bold bolder decisions and maybe just move, continue moving the country forward. You know. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, I mean, like I said, the. Uh, so there are, diff there are three, currently there are three candidates, um, like Olaf Scholz from the Social Democrats is leading the polls, and then um, there's Amin Laschet from the from Angela Merkel's um, Conservatives, and then there are the Greens Party candidates, you know, Annalena Babok, you know, and um, all three candidates have their own strengths and maybe weaknesses um i just i read in the new york times they <laughs> explained there's an article about olaf Scholz being so boring so boring that it's that it that, that it's much more interesting it would be much more interesting to watch water boiling than to listen to olaf Scholz, you know and this is um really interesting because this seems to be his strength at the moment you know and then um yeah I just what how whatever happens, I just hope that there's a more progressive government that's going to come into place here. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh we'll um maybe uh, record again about uh, yeah 
the going sun in Germany later. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please send an email at podcast at the foreignersjournal.com. And um, otherwise, give this podcast a five-star rating so many people can find it. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.